This podcast replay is brought to you by Slowman's Home Security, where you can get a free doorbell camera. The first 40 Big O listeners call 1-800-ALARM-ME and get a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Slowman Shield, and it includes an LED touchscreen, motion detector, three contacts, and backup battery. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Protect your family. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. You can call us 786-754-4664. Let's bring them aboard. Let's talk a little football to start off our number two of the program. The great Matt Verderam. Ready to go. He is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, four trips now for them in five years. It's, uh, it's, it's been quite a run. It's uh, worked out. And, you know, look, they, they're the underdog again for the third straight weeks. We'll see what happens. If you want to be a dumbass and give me points with Mahomes, I'll take it, schmuck. You go ahead. Last week, it was three. Then when it went to three and a half, I go, no, 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 no. Let me have that. And then it went to four. I I doubled my bet. And then it went to four and a half, and I tripled my bet. And a a buddy of mine actually got it at five, the son of a bitch, because I would have more money on. Oh, you 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 saw that too? Yeah, there there were a couple of books that went to five before the game. And I'm like, bro, this is a layup. Let's go, dude. And then the other thing, which I was just talking to David, how the hell do you not stay running if you're Baltimore? What I don't know. What was Spags like a really scary kid in Halloween or something? Does he have something in him because? He scared them right out of the run early on, and they come. I don't know what they saw in that defense, but they were convinced that they weren't going to have success. So somehow or another, let's go attack their strength. It was it was very bizarre. I mean, the, the thing that made it so weird to me was a lot of people have pointed out, and correctly, like the Chiefs put seven, eight guys in the line of scrimmage. Teams have done that against the Ravens all year long. I mean, it's not like that's exactly new. The teams have stacked the box against Baltimore and said, look, you're going to have to beat it some other way. And yet, I just think Baltimore panicked. Like, I know that's not, like, dynamite and over-the-top analysis. I think when they saw the Chiefs go down the field on their first two drives and score two touchdowns, I think they started to just feel like, okay, we, we got to score. we got to match them. we got to match them. And they they got away from who they are. I mean, once, once that game turned into Jackson throwing the ball – against that secondary, the game was over. Like, the Chiefs might have the best secondary in football. No, 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 no. There's no might. There's there's no might. And to sit there and throw the ball against Steed and McDuffie the entire game was just insane. I I, Honestly, when they got to halftime at 17-7, I felt like the game was over because I just didn't think Baltimore was going to be able to score enough. And, uh, look, it took a couple of in-zone turnovers, but – in the end, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't know how, if you're Baltimore, you hand the ball to your running back six times, six times in a game that was one or two scores the whole time. It was very bizarre. Yeah, I, I did not understand that, and obviously, but again, you played right into their hands, and you saw all those deep balls. And, and by the way, I was, I don't know if you caught the announcers during the game. I don't know where were you watching the game, or you were just watching it live, so you weren't listening to the announcers, but they kept searching for uh, an interference flag, which. There were a couple times that, like, the end zone one with likely, it was kind of a little interference, but the pass was so short. Yeah, they're not going to call it. And then there were a couple other ones that the passes were so overthrown. All those deep balls pretty much were overthrown. And and, and 
you know, the interesting part that I tell people, the two big plays he made, one came out of a sack that should have happened, and he gets out, he throws that bomb, okay, which you're not going to live like that. More often than not, you will end up sacked. And then the other one was they tipped your pass, which is a negative, but your athleticism, you went and caught the damn ball. But yeah. just like just like the pass that you try to throw to the side, and Chris tips it down, boom, it's over. And, and so these are all the things that I think I, I don't – and there's a part of me also, by the way, it's not all on Todd Munkin. It's also on Lamar it because is. I think Lamar had a hard on this year to prove to people that I'm a pocket passer. And so that's why, to his credit, he stayed patient in the pocket as much as possible to find people. And, yeah, there were times like when our stupid-ass Dolphins, you know, Boyer and Flo for two years blitzed the shit out of him. And as I told you last week, I told you, Spags needs to blitz the shit out of him. And that's exactly what you got to do because you can't allow him to sit there and think and have three and a half, four seconds because any quarterback in the NFL is going to burn your ass if you give him three and a half, four seconds. Don't let him think. And to me, that's the problem with Lamar this year. He got away from who he is also. And maybe he's tired of the injuries and the bumps and the bruises, but it's just like Josh Allen. It's the same thing where a lot of us were wrong. Oh, dude, they run Josh too much. That's stupid. Well, guess what? That's the only way he can play. Because yeah, he's back there to throw 40 times. If he does, he's going to throw three or four interceptions. Yeah, look, I mean, in the end, the, the Ravens are not built to throw the ball 37 times, which is how many times they threw the ball. And if you, if you told me before that game they're throwing the ball 30 or more times, I would have said, oh, they're, they're, they're going to lose. I mean, they're going to lose that game. They panicked. And I think one thing that in that game really shown through was the experience and the lack of it in some cases. You know, I mean, you have before the game, Justin Tucker's on the side of the field and he's kind of getting in Mahomes' way. And it's like, what, man, what are you doing? Just go to the other side of the field. Go to where you normally are. Then on top of that, it, there's five personal fouls in the game, all by Baltimore. And yeah. a lot of them just dumb, just dumb oh, stuff. I mean, Clowney, Clowney could have hit Mahomes, but he, he leads with the helmet. It's a penalty 10 times out of 10. Travis Jones was like he wasn't thrown out. He basically tried to take his head off. That's 15 yards. Kyle Van Noy, third guy in. You're going to get 15 yards. I mean, Zay Flowers, you push the guy down, you spin the ball on his face. You stay, I mean, you're, you're going to get flagged. Like, those uh, five penalties. The linebacker, off, he puts the offensive lineman on his ass. drills him. Yeah, I mean, it's – and you know what? That, to me, that along with the, 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 the departure from the run game, that was experience. That was just panic. And not knowing what to do. I also think, frankly, Kansas City did something I didn't think they could do. They just bullied him. They just intimidated him from the start of the game. He physically, yeah. they had a seven-minute drive and a nine-minute drive to start the game. They basically just said, look, we're going we're gonna to push you all over the field. And Baltimore, to Baltimore's credit, in the second half, they responded. But by the time they responded, they were down 10 points. Right. And it was, it was too late. I, what I love is your team sucked running the ball. But yeah. – but they kept doing it. <laughs> but you didn't stop because yeah. you kept those linebackers and that D-line honest. They right. knew because the, the beauty of that is, and again, for, for the Ravens, and by the way, for Todd, if you're watching, if you run more, there's like less people like getting after your quarterback moron. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like, it, it's what I was saying before you came on. There's only two guys in the league that I would trust and say, you have no running game tonight. 
you got to sling it 40 times, and it's Mahomes and Burrow, and it ends there. I agree. You, I agree. Now, there's a reason why Burrow gets injured all the time. When you do that, yeah. <laughs> people are teeing off on you, and Andy Reid would not have none of that. You're not just going to tee off on Mahomes. We're not going to tell you, yeah, we've abandoned the run and we're just going to pass. And so now everybody's confident, and now they're going to blitz, and they're going to – brother, they were taking shots at Mahomes. <laughs> They weren't able to tee off on him. Can you imagine if they would have been able to tee off on Mahomes? There you go. It was just a, it was a very bizarre game by Baltimore. It was a team that it felt like there was there was desperation almost from seven nothing. I mean, it was just a bizarre game. I mean, you have Gus Edwards rip off a fifteen yard run on your second drive. The guy doesn't get the ball again until the third quarter. It was yeah. just weird. I mean, everything about it was quite honestly. Baltimore's lucky they weren't down by a, a heck of a lot more at halftime. I mean, there's a, a penalty, which was fine. You know, it's a hold on Smith that comes back. Um, you know, they, they turn the ball over. Reed's got to take the goddamn field goal, dude. You yeah, got to yeah. goddamn kick, field goal. Go for go. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, they, that game easily could have been 20, 24, 7 at halftime. And that game's over. I mean, we're not even having this conversation. That game's a, a blowout. It's a runaway. Yeah. But, you know, it's for Baltimore, it's tough. I mean, now you go into the offseason and you got to ton of free agents. I mean, whether you're talking about Clowney or you're talking about Matabike or you're talking about Beckham uh, or Zeitler or, I mean, on and on and on. There's a Geno Stone. I mean, you had seven picks this year. There's a lot of guys who are free agents. And so now you're to a point like, if you're Baltimore, that was probably your best shot because now Jackson's contract kicks in. You're paying huge money to him. And you're going to lose a lot of these guys. I mean, you'll keep a few of them, but you're going to lose a lot of them. And you have other guys on that team who are older. Van Noy just had nine sacks. He's not having nine sacks again. I mean, you, you had a year where you got, you got you know, by, Queen, by the way, is another one's a free agent, Patrick Queen. Like, you have yeah. another, you know, what, how many years, how many good years out of Marlon Humphrey are left? You know, I mean, how many really good years? It, it's tough. You're losing a lot of guys. J.K. Dobbins, I have no idea at this point, health-wise, what, what he can give you going forward. It's been unfortunate, but he's hurt all the time. So if you're the Ravens, I mean, you got, you got listen, they're going to be good. But that team was loaded. And to lose that game, and score 10 points, that's a brutal way to end it. Yeah. By the way, they got the Keaton kid that got injured. He'll come back, and that's probably yes. will be Dobbin's replacement. Yeah, I, he's a, I believe he's a fifth rounder, so he's cheap. Yeah, so yeah he was day three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that, that'll help out. Here's the other thing, okay? So the season started all screwed up for the Chiefs with the offense and frustrations and all that. Now it's turned into a glorious finish at the end. But then the other thing that's kind of developed that we didn't see coming, is this the best defense that Pat Mahomes has ever had? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Easily. I mean, this they in Baltimore, right, the two best defenses in the NFL this year. I mean, that was the one thing we talked about last week, I believe. Yeah. I thought it was really underplayed. I mean, they're number two in almost everything defensively this year. Everything. I mean, number two in sacks, number two in pressure rate. Uh, against the pass, they were number one in a variety of categories or number two, depending on what you were looking at. And I, you know, it makes for an interesting game against the 49ers because, quite honestly, I have a feeling in this game, I think the Chiefs are going to do exactly what they did to the Ravens. They're going to put a bunch of guys to the line. They're going to blitz the hell out of Purdy. They're going to put Stephen McDuffie on an island outside. They're going to say, go ahead, beat, right. beat us. And, I mean, it's a weird game because you don't have a secondary to do it. That's the that's, that's the why. They can just match up. They don't care. They, they can right. match up with you. They, they got three or four corners they trust, two of which are all pro-level players. And, and, the most, and the most physical secondary in the NFL, by yes. the way. Yes. I mean, Sneed especially. Sneed basically plays That's like it's a boxing match. Ask Tyreek Hill. Ask Tyreek yeah, right. Hill. Ragdolls. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's 
that's going to be fascinating because it's weird. Normally, you think of the Niners and the Chiefs, and you think, well, the Niners are the defensive team. And that really isn't the case. I mean, the Chiefs this year have been much more of a defensive team. The Niners are an average defensive team in a lot of metrics this year. I mean, it's been – so you have Mahomes going against the weaker of the two defenses, and you have Spagnuolo against Purdy. I mean, for me, if the Niners are going to win this game, Purdy's got to play the best games ever played because if he doesn't, they're just going to say, well, you're not running the ball, and we're going to just tee off constantly, and you're going to have to deal with it. It's a, it, if they win the Super Bowl this year, Mahomes is going to get all the credit, which, listen, that's part of the deal. You get the credit, you get the play as a quarterback. That defense is the reason they're winning the Super Bowl. I mean, Mahomes has been has been terrific down the stretch, but that defense is the single reason they're in the position they're in right now. I've already made three bets. I took them at one, I took them at plus one and a half, and I took them at plus two now. You want to keep doing that? Go ahead, bro. You want to keep giving me points? Go ahead. I was shocked. Watch, I me, be honest take, with you. watch me take the money line also. Okay. I was shocked. I was shocked they were an underdog in the game. Like when that line broke, I respect San Francisco, but I was like, it's Mahomes and Purdy. You're gonna take like, like I'm not a gambler. I don't bet, but to me, if I ever did, that'd be like a mortgage payment on that. Like you're gonna, I mean, you have Mahomes and Purdy, and Mahomes is playing against the worst defense. Like I, I just couldn't. Believe, I was like, my God, like I could see it if it was years ago when they played, you know, Buckner and Armstead and, and Ford and that whole line with Bosa and. And Sherman and, and Jimmy Ward in the backfield. I mean, who? Like, it's not. It's not a great Niners defense. I mean, Armstead's still there. He's not the player he once was years ago. Bosa's an excellent player. The linebackers are very good. And Ward's a very good corner. But like the rest of that defense, you can attack it. You can go after it. And I. Yeah. And they don't do a whole lot of disguising. They kind of play a very static. De- if Mahomes knows what you're doing, it's over. I mean, he's going to throw the ball over. I just. I was shocked. I saw that line. I was like, wow, okay. They're on the dogs. By the way, Kelsey is playing at an incredibly high level. That catch he made in the middle of the field. One, one, it was a a sensational throw because he put it where only Kelsey could catch it, but the effort Kelsey made to catch it. Yes. He's now now in that zone, too, which Mm -hmm. is also, you know, scary. So that's going to be Knowing them well – one thing about this game that will be a legitimate factor is they got to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with the chance to repeat, and it was the worst night of their lives. They, they got blown out. They couldn't block. If you don't think that that is in the minds of everybody who played on that football team a couple of years ago, I mean, especially the guys with legacies on it, where they're going to be sitting there going, well, nobody's done this in 20-plus years. Well, we, we had a shot, and we blew it. I mean, I, I think of the four teams they've played in the Super Bowl, this, is the, this Niners team is probably the weakest in four. I mean, I thought the Eagles were better a year ago. Uh, the Buccaneers had Brady. I mean, that alone, they're this right. carrier. And then that, that first Niners team, that team was a more complete team. That team was ridiculous on defense. I, you know, look, I respect this 49ers team. I think they're good. But I just think this is – this might be one of those games where it's a little bit of a buzzsaw. I mean, Kansas City is just – they're rolling right now. They didn't play well year long. But they're playing well now. And they're yeah. they just trucking people. Again, it's what we talked about. Teams like this get bored with the regular season. Yeah. And now that the heat has picked up the last couple of weeks, th- right. this is what they want. They love this shit. And th- you know what? I think Kansas City becomes more dangerous now because they're coming off two road wins, something yeah. they had never done before. So now you're also trying to do something you had never done before, win back-to-back Super Bowls on top right. of all of that. So you you're just fueling this fire for this team. There's uh, Now there are carrots dangling in front of them. Oh, you don't think we're good enough. Oh, Vegas doesn't think we're good enough. 
Oh, okay, great. Oh, you think we're over the hill? Oh, you think we can't play? Oh, you think Kelsey's done? Oh, you think? And so you just giving them also bulletin board material. And then, you know, and then this defense has surprised us to be as great as they are now, too, on top of all of that, because this secondary that they drafted two years ago has matured into the best secondary in the NFL. That's some pretty impressive shit. It's funny. A, you're right. B, you know, they've been underdogs four times in the last two years in the playoffs, <clears throat> and obviously they're, they're four and up, and they've won all these games. Um, it's, I, it, you know, listen, this is more of a gut feel than anything else. I just feel in this game like the Chiefs are going to be motivated to the hilt in this game for all the reasons you just mentioned. But I just think Mahomes, I mean, let's face it, at this point, he's not chasing anybody playing right now. He's chasing ghosts. And to do that, you know, if you repeat, you join a very select few guys who have ever done that. And you join, you know, the obviously Brady, Montana, Aikman, Greasy, Star, Bradshaw. But in the Super Bowl, or excuse me, the salary cap era, the only guy to ever do it is Brady and, and Elway. Those are the only two guys. I mean, right. you know, Aikman did it one year in the cap, one year not. But, like, it, you look at this. I mean, this is just an opportunity. Look, I think I think it's going to be a good game, but I, I really do feel like in this game, the Chiefs, sometimes you just look at a team, and you're like, they're just playing their best right now. They're the, they're the best they've been right now. And that team, and they get a week off here, obviously, so do the Niners. But, you know, Kelsey, get out and get that week of rest. Uh, they'll get. They should get Willie Gay back. That'll be big for the middle of their defense. I mean, it's just they're playing. They're playing lights out. They're playing great football. How, uh, what kind of a loss is Charles? Because he had, I believe, seven sacks in eleven yeah. games. So he was a nice little pickup in free agency. Dude. Very nice. Very nice. It's unfortunate. He uh, he was excellent for him. I mean, look, they have depth there. They have Carl Loftus and, and Mike Dan, who I think had seven and a half sacks this year. Uh, he'll play a lot, and, and they they kick Jones outside on third down. So they they'll do that. I mean. They, but he's a loss. He's a loss for sure. I don't expect Tooney to play either. Uh, I think Tooney's going to be out for that game. So, um, you know, they're going to be missing those two guys. I think Gay will be back. Uh, I don't think anybody else will be missing that wasn't missing in the AFC title game. They got out of that relatively healthy outside of Menaho. But he's a loss. That said, I think, you know, one of the one of the strengths, one of the reasons that defense has been so good this year is their depth. They just have so many guys who can come in and play. But he's definitely a loss. He's been He's been excellent for them this season. Okay, uh, before I ask you about the Senior Bowl, one question, and I got to tell you, I I forgot I, I, the tweets out there. I told you right when it happened. I think you were kind of like talking about the trade a little bit, and I told you Ananobi would be a fantastic compliment <laughs> to the guard. It's working and, out. And, in fact, I told you, I think in that same tweet, I told you if the Knicks get one more star, they're a contender, okay? Because I, I, I like uh, the big guy. I don't really look at him as a superstar or anything, but I think they need one more star next to him. But let me tell you, Ananobi, brother, that's been that's been a hell of a pickup for you guys. That uh, was yeah. a perfect fit, dude. They're, they're fourteen and two since that trade, and they right now they don't have Randall and Brun and, and Ananobi didn't even play the last two games and. Since Ananobi, I, I hope I'm not wrong with this. I think they've won by an average of 19 points per game. I mean, they're just annihilating teams. They, they killed Denver. They killed Philly. Uh, they just beat somebody else the other day. It was pretty – oh, Miami. They beat the Heat in, in a game that was close to the fourth quarter, and they pulled away. Yeah, everybody but, uh, beats the Heat right now. I know. The, it is true. It is true. But they'll be fine. The Heat, they'll be a seven seed. They'll, they'll, they'll be in the conference final. But it's uh, – no, they've been unbelievable. The Knicks have been – I mean, it's the best they've been since the 90s when I, I was a kid. And they had Ewing and Oakley and Starks and all those guys. No, it's been 
it's been fun. It's been great. All right. So, uh, what? Anything stand out so far at the uh, Senior Bowl? Yeah, you know, I tell you, I like some of these receivers. I really do. Uh, you know, Brendan Rice, Jerry Rice's son, uh, out of USC. He's he's looked great. He's been good. I talked to him a little bit yesterday. I, you know, look, everybody here loves Ladd McConkey out of Georgia. Everybody's obsessed with him. Um, you can see he runs nice shots. I'll tell you what, out of your state, uh, Pearsall for the Gators. He's he's. I led my notebook with uh, with he he Roman Wilson and uh, and Brendan Rice yesterday. Those three receivers. Out those Gator receivers there. I know. Mr. Chief. I know. I know, but he looks great. He's, he's been the best route runner here, him and McConkie. Um, I, I was impressed by that. I, and then, you know, I thought the quarterbacks so far, I think, have been so-so. I mean, Penix and, and Knicks, I thought Knicks was, was okay yesterday. Probably the same with Penix. I thought Hartman struggled for Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, I thought he had a tough day. Um, but, you know, the quarterbacks have kind of in the storyline here, of course, as they always are. And I, I thought they were okay yesterday. They're, they're actually starting to do team drills now with some of these guys. I'm curious to see how they play today. I'd, see, I'd like to see them pick up their games a little bit. All right. Good stuff. And look at you looking at receivers, knowing that Kansas City is probably going to add one in the uh, draft. There's then. a ton of them out here. What do you want me to do? I I got my eyes. I'll, I'll tell you what, on the defensive side of the ball, flip it around. I like Hall out of uh, Ohio State, the D-lineman. He has got he, he put a nasty spin move on a tackle yesterday. I like him. And in the corner, I, there's a lot of corners actually here pretty good. A couple of kids out of Penn State. Uh, Kalen King, I like him a lot. Uh, Dixon's a guy who, like, I think he needs to be refined. He's, like, overly physical. But if you can work on his feet, I think he could be pretty good as, like, a day three pick. And then the kid Cam Hart out of Notre Dame, I like him. Big kid, big kid, long. I, I think he uh, he might be a, a guy who rises during this process. Yeah, and, and look at you looking at a defensive lineman because, again, Chris Jones. They can draft, they can draft anybody. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to cover the whole thing. I I know where you're coming from. I know your Chiefs. I know what they might be looking for. So I understand. You 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 always play chess, bro. I know. The rest of us are playing checkers, you're playing chess. All right, what do you got going on in Sports Illustrated so folks hey, can check out my friend? Actually, so I will pedal it one more time. So right now this week, we're it's a five-part series and it's uh the 50 most influential teams in NFL history. Um Go online at SI.com. Go check it out. Today, it's 30 through 21. We're releasing them 10 teams at a time, so the first 30 are out. Uh, I'll tell everybody here, the 1984 Dolphins are already released. They're out on the list. There are, there's another Dolphins team to come, as you can imagine. Uh, but uh, listen, go check that out. I, I interviewed Nat Moore for that, uh, for that part of it. Um, it's, it's been great. It's, it's in print. It's 16 pages if you want to read it in print. But it's, it's, it, the word count is cut down significantly in print because it has to be. Online, it's about 5,000 words a day. But it is it is not just me. It is panelists talking, but it is also guys like Nat Moore, guys like Dan Founts, guys like Bob Trumpy, uh, you know, Joe Namath. You name it. They're in there. So uh, please check that out. It was a six-month-long piece of work. Of, it, it took a while. So I'd appreciate it if people go read it. Nat Moore, one of the finest human beings Great on guy. the entire planet. Great okay? guy. You will not find a better human being than Nat Moore. He is just outstanding. And so are you, sir. Follow Matt Verderam on Twitter at Matt Verderam and catch his work there at Sports Illustrated. Matt, as always, have a great week, my friend. Enjoy Mobile, and I'm going to miss that barbecue with you. I know. I'm going there in about a half hour. I'll miss right. you. Take care. You got it, brother. Be good. There you go. The great Matt Verderam. We love him, man. Great segment, as always. We appreciate it big time.